What's going on, everybody? This is George Khalifa, and it's episode 26 of Let's Grab Coffee. I'm here with Mark Champagne, the co-founder of Keo app right here. We're going to talk a bit about it. Uh, this app is super cool. It's all around mindfulness. It's all about being introspective, reflective, and asking the right questions to better yourself. Uh, this app became the, the app of the day on the Apple Store with uh, literally no marketing, like no promotions, no ads on Instagram, no sponsored content on Facebook. Uh, and, it, you know, the ride and the momentum, even recently, there's some news we're going to share with you has been uh, crazy. And Mark has a podcast on the side that really focuses around this mindfulness uh, and this positivity and, and how to actually gauge your energy in the right way uh, to really better yourself and, and to improve from a self-development standpoint. So, Mark, thanks for doing this, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So, tell us uh, you know, a little bit about yourself. How did you, uh, you get started in this whole entrepreneurial uh, journey? And what was your background before for Kiel? Yeah, no, and... Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, my journey started in, in the corporate life for probably about 10 years. I was working in pharmaceuticals and health, uh, sales, product management, all of that. But the, what developed over those years was a morning routine and trying to start the day off with a positive mindset and trying to get ahead of what training was being provided to me that everyone else was getting, for example. Right. So I, I bring that up just because what happens over the years, I was using a lot of different digital tactics, let's say, to record my thoughts or reflect, I should say. But, you know, reading a book or listening to a podcast, there's always these really impactful questions that come out of listening to the guests, right? And, and they're questions that guide their journey and whatnot. So I'd be writing these things down and just eventually got frustrated with the options that were out there. Like I'd be writing them in Apple Notes and copying those and pasting them into another uh, digital app and then actually putting in my reflection. Like, there's got to be texting yourself, emailing. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's got to be a better way to do this and a way to capture these questions from all these amazing people in kind of one space. And that isn't a word processor. That isn't this super complicated setup. It's just kind of simple design, inviting, and gets to the job done essentially so yeah so that's what sparked the idea for for keo which is just it, it's a digital journal um I, I often don't use the word journal just because uh, that word comes loaded with a lot of different kind of stereotypes so what we're really trying to do is stimulate reflection because uh, we're all reflecting in different ways and we're trying to do this in a way that will resonate with people in their busy lives and help people come out of autopilot um, interview and bring in people that are relatable or that we resonate with already that we're listening to their podcasts, reading their books, watching them on panels and let's pull out the mental fitness practices from these people. Right. So that that's basically the, the, the Cole's notes version of, of, of me and, and Keo and how, how it all started. Have you found to, uh, yeah. I really like the, the, the question approach versus the answers approach. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about this on your podcast, but um, like a great example of this is like, you know, Paulo Paulo, which I mentioned last time when we were talking, um, in his book, like a lot of it is just questions, posing questions, yeah. right? And you only kind of see the challenge of, of actually answering really deep questions when you're filling out like, like I tried to fill out a, a TEDx uh, form because I wanted to, sure. to be a speaker. Uh, they ask you like really deep questions. And when you're faced with these questions, like they seem easy at first, right? Yeah. Like, you know, one of them is, you know, uh, what do you want to uh, accomplish out of life? Like something like that, it, it sounds kind of simple, right? But it's it's so macro that when you have to sit there and type it, you're like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, yeah. It's so loaded. 
Well, it's loaded and it just it sh- shoots you down a whole other path of, of, of reflection, right? right? And what what I find we lack in our society right now is that we just don't make the space to do this, right? right? It's like it's a simple question of like, am I happy? Is pretty loaded, right? Could either be a, a good question to answer or a bad question, but at least if you're asking the question, start thinking about it, you can start unpacking kind of with, with from within mm-hmm. and the reason why I think, you know, questions are so powerful is they, if you really think about it, they, they shape our, our whole journey, right? Like we're not inventing questions. We're not inventing anything new in terms of, of, of writing down your thoughts. It's been around for thousands of years. So then the question on our side is what's the problem? Like why, why is this only being seen uh, as impactful or important for yoga instructors or, you know, meditation gurus on the top of mountaintops, right? Why is it only that subset of people when, in fact, when you listen to any one of, let's say, Tim Ferriss's guests, they're all asking powerful questions. They're all treating their mind as something that needs to be trained and fueled with, with positive and um, let's call it nourishing content. But it's been hidden for, for years. No one's really yeah. talking about that. It's starting, thankfully, it's starting to come out. And I mean, that's what we're trying to unleash, like change the language of what this is and how this can, can benefit life. It's true. And, and even like when you think of like time, time allocation, everybody, you know, even during the day, they'll allocate time, you know, to improve yeah. their, their work or yeah. to improve their leads or to close if you're on the sales side. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll make time to go to the gym, you'll make time for your friends, you'll make time for social and going out. But like all these distractions kind of, reduce the time that you're allocating to, to kind of sharpen the mind or sharpen the axe. Yeah. And it's very true. Like I was reading the book uh, as a man thinketh yesterday. Okay. Uh, and the whole premise, James Allen. Uh, and this was written a very long time ago. It's Anthony, uh, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, his favorite book. Yeah. Um, and the whole premise is, is that, that whole notion that you, everything that you work on inwardly is going to reflect what you receive outwardly. Right. Yeah. And if you focus on the content, like what kind of content you even ingest, right. Or, or who you, you spend your time with and, and all of these things really affect your mind and if your mind is in a toxic place man, it doesn't matter what you have so that's what it is right we know that we, we know that physically that you know if you break your legs you know it's going to be challenging to get around for example to, right. to really if your mind is broken it's, it's no different so this is the thing and i think as a society we're we're getting there Right? Like, thankfully, mental health, we're actually starting to talk about it a little bit more. Um, so if, because if you don't have your mind and body, like, you're, you're kind of useless to yourself and everyone around you, right? So you have to prioritize yourself first. And that's what we're finding with all these guests that we're interviewing, regardless of the industry that they're in, they're, they're, they've done this, 100% are doing this. Mm-hmm. So, and just to back up, like you mentioned, just, you know, just making time also trying to do because you will eventually just carve out time for reflection if you keep going down these practices but to start out it, it could be as simple as your commute into work or out of work or wherever you're going and just kind of fill your time with, with that yeah just yeah. either you know whether it's listening to a podcast or just answering a question right? like what was the best thing that happened today or what would i have changed like just thinking and coming out of the autopilot will get you started in, in this journey yeah, I remember you telling me too, because uh, I asked you, remember, like, what, what, what kind of question yeah. well, do you ask yourself and what, what would you recommend that I should apply to myself? And you said every week, even just starting there, like every yeah. Friday, ask the question, what did you learn this week? 
or what was I grateful for this week? Like what happened that was yeah. actually, and, and it doesn't always have to be like in the you know, most positive light, although that's what we want to focus on, but it could be even like in, in a constructive, like what, what was the biggest challenge and what did you learn from it? Exactly. You know, because these things have a lot of lessons, whether it's in a positive or challenging contribution. So, well, with something like that, like mentally, you go through that process and you, you yeah, Tony Robbins says this all the time, like you can't be angry and grateful at the same time. Right. So if you're going, if you're ending off that, that process and it's a Friday and you're, you're kind of diving into the weekend, like you're automatically going to jump into the weekend. Exactly. Right. And you capped off the week. Like, yeah, this is what I've learned. But this is, these are these, there's so many amazing things that happen during the week. We just need to stop and think about it. Right? Yeah. So, and then, you know, maybe just to even backtrack a bit, because you weren't, I don't think you were always in the, in the tech kind of startup space, right? Never in the tech startup I think you were in the pharmaceutical sales yeah. side and uh, always on the business development on the front end. Yeah. But how did you go from building your career on that side to then, you know, it, it's just like, what, what was the link for you to go from that to that? That's a great question. Um, I think just the, cha- the the challenge of launching a tech company without tech experience, because even 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 my co-founder brother-in-law said, "Hey, uh, same thing." I mean, he had he has experience in networks and, and website development, but none of us had app development experience, okay. right? Yeah. Which I, I really, in hindsight, I really think is is a is a massive competitive advantage. And I think I've heard this before, and I can see it now because had had we gone into this fully knowledgeable. I don't know if we would have done it. Like, like we were very naive to what it takes. Like, you can't develop an app in your in your garage anymore and, and just get it out. I, mean, I guess you can, but figuratively speaking, as a, as a as a consumer group, we expect a lot now, right? Even the reviews that we get in, into the app when they're negative, it's like, man, it's so hard to get this thing out there. And right. people are just smacking you in the face. Like, you don't have this feature, right? Like, it's hard. Right. So, for me, it was just. Like I said, at the very beginning, it was a scratch your own itch type thing. I was already using digital solutions and knew on on, on, on my site kind of what I wanted to see. Right. And I know I was one of 300 million people listening to podcasts like Tim Ferriss. There's got to be other people that are, are facing these struggles, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we set out, and I, I didn't leave my job until uh, probably maybe five or six months into the journey with my not in the app in the evenings. Uh, at that time, my wife was pregnant with her child so like could have been if you really think about it it's probably the worst time to leave a well-paid job with like, financial security benefits and all that to jump into an industry that you have zero experience with and a child on the way yeah right but the question i ask myself is well what's the worst that can happen if it fails in air quotes on fails i don't believe as long as you're learning there's no such thing as a failure but if it fails you can always go back Mm-hmm. The job. I'm not leaving on bad terms. I'm, this isn't burning bridges. This isn't a story of like I dreaded going into my job. I actually loved the job. I loved the team. It was a great company, and a lot of what's in Kyoto, that Japanese flair, is coming from that company, which is a Japanese. You took those lessons, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, was something I, I reflect on, and kind of the answer though was that I knew for sure that I would regret not doing this. There was something stronger. Least in me, say we've got to try this out. And now, now looking back, it's been uh, we're almost two years into it. Two um, years, yeah, that's great. And yeah, I can't imagine doing anything else. Anything it's else, yeah. it's uh, just to being able to do things like this and connect with 
incredible people. Like we're, I think we're similar in the sense that we love connecting, right? And so for me, uh, there's the business side of it and building it up and all this stuff that no one talks about dealing with legalities, accounting, and all that stuff. Like that's not the fun stuff, at least in my opinion, but it has to be done. So it's, it's a learning opportunity uh, and hiring people and stuff like that. But then it's it's connecting and interviewing people and just being surrounded by such amazing minds, right? Mm-hmm. That that just that gets me revved up every day. Do you feel like I remember um I can't remember who was talking. I think Jordan Peterson was talking about the fact that necessity drives a lot of, um, I guess, a lot, a lot of pain in the beginning, in the short term. But but most importantly, it drives a lot of success in the long term. Yeah. You know, because, and, and do you feel that when you actually made the jump, you had a kid on the way, you know, your, your wife is there saying, like, you're going from a, from a secure, you know, full-time yeah. job to to really an, an ambiguous journey, right? Yeah. Although it, it could be a great learning process and the world is, is huge yeah. personally and financially, but still like in the beginning, it's very difficult. That's kind of like the shadow, right? Yeah. So going through it, what was, what was it for you that made it a little easier? Like what was, what was what maybe your mindset? Well, I mean, thankfully I've had to use our own principles within Keo just to stay, you know, mentally sane to watch the product. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in doing that though, and, and you know, these people you pick up all these other wellness type practices right so i've said this before just it's the most stress that's ever been thrown at me but the less stress i've ever felt hmm. in terms of managing and seeing triggers and whatnot so because you enjoy it right well because I enjoy, part of it? I enjoy it but i feel like i'm doing daily things every morning to fuel my mind and 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 take control like i can see but i feel hyper aware of what's happening around me being pulled out and, and can kind of see the world at you know, space level and it's like a giant chessboard. And I, I wasn't able to see that before. And I, I think it's not just Keo, it's, you know, it's meditation. It's a whole bunch of other practices that again are coming up through this journey that have made that manageable, for example. Um, but at the end of the day, and I think, I think it's Elon Musk that says it's like starting a company is like chewing on glass, right? It's yeah. on glass. And I, I totally understand that. So you need, it sounds cliche, but you need, you need a strong purpose. Drivers. And I have to say ours kind of shifted. What was um, your purpose in the beginning? At the beginning, it was simple, simply like, let's see if we can do this. And and I'd like to use a product that like I've been kind of longing for. So super selfish. Um, and it was more like on my brother-in-law's side, he's like, yeah, I've always wanted to kind of experiment with apps, seems kind of cool industry, let's try it. Out. Yeah, so it started there. And then it got into the point, I would say, where the, the purpose or the driving factor is like, well, we're actually, we're not just developing an app. We're, we're starting a wellness company. We yeah. started seeing like, the app is a tool. The podcast is a tool. And there's many things kind of coming down the pipe. But then it became like, let's, we're, we're building something. We're, we're hiring people. We want to kind of support what, what we're doing. Then there's a really critical moment where I don't remember the exact point this happened, but it really shifted probably when the, app actually went live and or when our social went down and people started writing in, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I was looking for. And you start seeing the actual opportunity to save and change lives mm-hmm. literally through questions. Um, and then now that's really what's fueling us. It's like there's there was a mental health crisis going on across the world. And if you know if we can have a small hand in reducing you know those stats, then it won't feel good. And I mean, like I said, I have to use their offices. You know, I've had anxiety in watching this thing, and I know it works.
this, right? So how do we connect and, and change the language around this industry of mental fitness and, and create, essentially create the mental fitness market along with others, but all to help others right, live, at, either live at their potential or get them out of the rut that, that they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that now is, is driving um, everything. And whenever even when we, when we, we have these features by Apple, it's not the amount of people, it's the amount of minds that we're reaching, mm-hmm. right? And it could be like someone just potentially just needs a question or just needs one line out of an interview to, you know, that's the, that's the piece that will resonate. And mm-hmm. hence why we're just trying to make this into a content machine and spit out as much relevant content interviews, questions, so that you know, maybe that one piece will, will attract someone, right? And hopefully change their, their mindset. And, and you and you were just telling me sort of coming in that um, you were you were on the app store on the homepage of the, the, is it journaling? What, what it was the, the main the, when you're in the app store app the main home screen the main home screen yeah but the US the, the US, US store yeah that's crazy yeah Apple's a funny thing I mean wow. love them and hate them but like you never know you know what's going on over there it's uh, we've been super fortunate. And, and I'm very grateful to be a, have been featured as app of the day in, in multiple countries, and thankfully Canada is one of them. Being a homegrown Canadian company, um, but yeah, Canada, UK, Sweden, Australia, and you don't—they don't send you a message. It's—it's it's like you just all of a sudden you start getting customer service <laughs> kind of emails there, or like the server users. alarms are going off. What is happening? And Apple's data is always usually two or three days behind, so you rely on some other things and. And this time it was Sunday, and that was starting to happen. We started seeing people from the U.S. and like, oh, you know, like hang on to the handlebars, just given the size of the U.S. market. Um, we, you know, we got this product up, okay. right? Which uh, you know, knock on wood, it is. And we're day two into that that journey. But yeah, so again, um, on the home screen, like you, you typically see app of the day, game of the day, yeah. and now Apple seems to. This is new. They're starting to do. Um, daily lists so like features almost yeah so like in, in, the, in the daily list feature yesterday was uh something like want to start a digital journal and and we were there we were second on their list so you see, you know you don't have to click into that list you can actually see it as you're scrolling through um which to me just tells me it's validation really. it's validation and you know here you have one of the largest companies in the world apple putting something like they're they know what's happening, right? And yeah. they're putting something out there saying, hey, world, you know, we need to prioritize this stuff. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And like, like you said, we, we haven't run any paid, you know, Instagram or Facebook ads. It's the, the, the organic marketing has been just so, you know, our, our experts and, and people like yourself that are in the app and happy to share it, right? Like that is my goal on any conversation is, not to say you know we're not trying to please the you know the, the thousands of people that are kind of coming through the app, but my goal is that we have just over 100 experts in the app. If I can make you feel like you're doing a great thing, being part of our journey, of course, and so was, yeah, and, and that's my goal. And so, how many users do you guys have right now on here? We have right now. I mean, we have over. I have to check now with the US. We had about 115,000 downloads wow. for six months. Um, that's crazy, man. I can't, I, I, already, I kind of already know this, but every time I hear you say it, it's, it's well, and on our side too, it was 
65 million impressions, right? Yeah, store impressions. So that's just, you know, again, minds or eyeballs that cross across the app. Right? And, and the thing is, we have no benchmark. Like, is that is that good? Is that bad? But then, well, it's definitely good traction in that time. If I can tell you that. Yeah, well, and I'm starting to learn just, just speaking with some other some other app developers. You know, there's some people actually here in Toronto that some have about six or seven apps out, and they're heavily funded and uh, been around for about ten years. You know, we don't even have close to 65 million impressions, and we've got six or seven apps, and we've been in the market for five plus years. So, like, okay, well, I guess that's that's no, a good, a that's a good yeah. thing, right? Benchmark was zero, right? I mean, if we if we can touch you know one two three you know lines or lines then that, that's that's how it started yeah but now it's like okay well people clearly want something like this mm-hmm. and then we've got a lot of in the pipe to um put out to hopefully make the product even better and, and the byproduct of that is people living their potential and hopefully saving some lives as well with the tech um but at the same time, we're a wellness and, and, and mindfulness company. So before coming here, we had a team meeting. So just everyone slow down a bit. I know we're on we're on to making sure the servers aren't gonna crash and making sure that you know, the next feature set is going out on time. But just think, right? You know, we're in the US store in front of millions of people. You know, congratulate yourself a little bit because this isn't easy, right? We're all working on this together. So just take a minute, right? To, Oh, this is pretty amazing. You almost want to embody those those practices that you guys talk about from the keto. Yeah, because yeah. it's so. That's the thing with the, with these practices. It's everything's going against you to 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 make that difficult, mm-hmm. right? Like we're, we're always rushing to another meeting, or life is happening fast. So you have to consciously try to pull out a little. Just bit. take a pause. Yeah, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for this. Or, yeah, like that was a good win. And yeah, exactly. Like that, right? And for me, just having all these conversations so frequently. For me, it's a trigger all the time. Like, yeah, all right, you're right. I should just breathe. I will go today. Focus on that. But that's coming from a podcast or either interview that I'm doing or something or, or a prompt that's coming up through the app. So you have to kind of fuel your mind with that or you just get sucked into the funnel, right? What would you say has been your biggest challenge right now? Just even getting to this to this milestone, if you want to call it? You know, and, and just uh, if, yeah. even if you look back, how long has it been now since inception to now? What, what was your time for? Yeah, just I think it's been just under under two years. I say like just, working on it. I'm saying like idea from the mind to paper. That's inception to me. So oh yeah, so it started two years ago in January where the idea came up. Okay. And then I left. I left my job in November wow. of of that same year. So if, you know, from that time forward, it was. Like I said, mind mapping in the evenings and all that kind of stuff. And then we went to a couple conferences and just started pitching people the idea to validate it. And we got enough traction uh, from that validation that, you know, let's, because then, then the turning point was, okay, well, and this is the net where the naive part comes in. We could just build the app and put it out there. Mm-hmm. Just build the app is a quote statement. So I'll come back to that. That has been the struggle. Um, or, actually put a plan in place and, and actually leverage a lot of, of you know brand strategies that I was deploying in, in, in the healthcare space mm-hmm. into this world, right? Like create, because we had no brand, we had no network and we had no product at that point, right? It was like kind of a dream and this is what we wanted to do. Well, then started reaching out to people like the Kevin Roses that I was listening to their content, right? 
So reaching out to them and building up the network so that when we launched, we were launching to a group of people that had a reach around at that point, 14 million people, right? And these are no different than when you're launching products and they start talking to their colleagues and it's the same thing. Mm. Um, but to answer your question, the struggle, I'm not a technical co-founder, brother-in-law's not, not a technical co-founder. I mean, we went through two dev shops uh, in you know different countries. Uh, but just, just just maybe for curiosity. Yeah. So to answer that challenge for you and your, your brother-in-law, you outsource the development, right? That's kind of what you wanted to do. Yeah, well, I mean, we were doing that through some guidance of some others that we were kind of connecting with. They weren't just like random, no, you know, Google search dev shops. Yeah. Um, you do your due diligence, but for a lot of people, because we're all in that, like I was in the same predicament. Yeah. Luckily, my co-founders are technical, like in the sense yeah. that they can develop apps. Uh, but to your point, a lot of people listening are probably like in the same predicament. I don't know what to do it. Yeah. So my advice on that, if I did redo, and, and again, it's one of those things looking back in hindsight, We've grown so much going through those that's experiences. At, at the time, that's where you're swallowing that broken glass that Mr. Elon talks yeah. about. Um, but I think when you, if you don't have a technical founder, you do need someone that's either in-house or that you know is in the same city, exactly, that can scope out what you want to do in technical language. Because that's the thing. Nothing against some of these dev shops, but they're working with massive clients that you know might just... You know, maybe it's like IBM is outsourcing something like one feature, and here's what you need to do, and they'll deliver it. And it's just, I asked for this, and they delivered this. Right. Not, this is our idea, we kind of want to do this, like this is how we feel it should look type thing. We always had design internally, thankfully, but like this is what we're thinking. That's a disaster waiting to happen mm -hmm. because then it comes back, and it happened. It was so frustrating. We got to probably 80% uh, of, of the thing of the app actually launching. And it was just like full of bugs. And, you know, we, again, like we don't, we're bug testing, right? While still trying to build up the business, right? So everyone's kind of all hands on deck. And you report the bugs, the app will come back again. That bug is fixed. And 15 others now have arrived, right? So it literally at one point felt like it's never going to launch ever. Like I can't see this ever launching if it continues like this, right? So anyway, long story short, you know, more people kind of came in the in the loop or in the journey, and it's like, well, let's get rid of this dev shop. We're going to go to this other one that, you know, uh, was working with other companies. Again, advised, highly advised, and you know, that didn't really work out either. So that's been the challenge. And now we have we've got some internal development, we're some really good partnerships with people here in the city as well. Mm. Um, so that's feeling really, really and also good. the proximity helps because if there are any challenges, at least like if they're based somewhere yeah. in Canada and to you, then at least you can have those conversations. Yeah. Proximity, language, culture, um, and speed. Your business, yeah, yeah speed. Speed, so. speed's a big one. Because that's the thing too. Like you know, we have all our, all our designers in house. We can quickly change something, right? Like, mm. You can kind of make that call when you're when you're operating um, with different agencies and whatnot. You know, there's a process, right? So, so yeah. So that's been that's been the hardest part. But at the same time, that's also where you know when we're in that point where you know the development was really struggling. Uh, I remember the decision was made. Well, okay, this sucks. We're we're gonna get through it. We'll figure our way out. But I'm gonna double down on the networking piece, the business development, and just keep getting more people in in the hall. And at that time, we did a podcast. I was recording interviews, but writing them up and stuff, let's get more people going. 
And um, and then through that, you start getting introduced to others, right? And it just it just kind of keeps growing exponentially. So and you know maybe like as you as you think of the next two to five, right? What do you what do you really want to kind of look back and say like this is what we've done? Here. What what would be that big big milestone for you? Love that question. Um, I'd like to show actually, you know, for the individual that they can that they are receiving insights and not just data dumps of like you've written this many words or you've done this much reflection or answered these questions, but like true insights that if they do X on this day of the week at this time, based on your age group or whatever you're doing, you know, you're you have a predicted outcome of of awesomeness, let's call it, right? Or your mind is going to be better from that. Um, ultimately, if we can save lives, that's, that's the other part, right? Um, People going through depression. Yeah, exactly. Again, it just going back to Tony Robbins' quote, and, and I challenge anyone listening or watching, just do it, right? If, if you're having a you know, shitty day, just stop and think, what's, what's something that made you smile recently? Like, immediately, your, your mindset's out of that, right? So, Looking back, I mean, our, our, our main purpose is we, we want to provide people with the right question, the right time in their life, and in the right context. That's kind of what's key, right? Like, I need you ask me a question when I need it at the right time in my life, it can actually change something. Just even to, to, I guess, to pivot, like where, where you want to go, right? Yeah. Like that question could, as you said, like in an instant, it, yeah. it's not necessarily going to erase the memory of a yeah. challenge. But at least if you do that, it's almost like a muscle. You become hard, hardwired to focus on, you know, what's the good in the outcome? You know, it's just funny because there's this, um, it's like a two-minute, quote-unquote, motivational video that Joko Willenick put together. He's a former Navy SEAL. He's yeah. the author. He has a podcast. It's really cool uh, on YouTube. Just type in good Joko, G-O-C-K-O. Uh, and the whole, like, it's two minutes of him. When he, when, his, when he was commanding his troops, they would come to him with like, a complaint. They'd say, oh, well. You know, we don't have enough uh, equipment or, oh, you know, like, uh, yeah. or we're being outweighed here. There's no way we're going to win. And he just looked at them and be like, good. Good. Yeah. You know, you don't have equipment. Good. Figure it out. Yeah. You know, you, you're overweight. Good. You know, get a gym membership and start moving. Yeah. You know, like, you're, you're, you feel like you're underpaid. Good. Like, it's just mindset, man. And yeah. He, he's, he's been able to train. And I'm not saying it's easy. Like, we all go through it. You know, oh, yeah. I, I certainly have my battles and my challenges with, with you know, bettering myself, my mental state, uh, especially when, when personal things come, come about. But um, to your point, it's like if you have these resources in a platform you can go to, you know, especially when it's mobile friendly and it's on, you know, yeah. it's on the app store, it's, it's easy, it's free to, to download. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just have to cool. find what works for you. I mean, th- like this has by far been the hardest thing I've ever done ever by far in, in my life. But at the same time, most rewarding. Yeah, hundred percent most rewarding, and just just my own personal development mentally and physically like that no matter what happens can never be taken from me and, and how do you practice mindfulness every day like what are some things you do want maybe for someone watching what actually yeah i mean for me i've always been this is where it all started was this i was always a morning person so getting up you know anywhere between 5 30 and 6 and and spending at least an hour on on myself and that i think what's worked again for me personally is it doesn't matter what's happening during that hour. It just means what's important is you take that hour for yourself. Right. Um, you dedicate that time. Exactly. So some of those days, I mean, I'm not writing every day. 
right? And I'm not always using it in digital form. I have notebooks too. I have nothing that's pen and paper. Um, but some days I'm writing. Some days I'm, uh, I mean, I'm going to the gym five days a week. That's always in there. Some days I'm meditating. But again, I'm reading, listening to podcasts, always taking that morning to, to basically set your mind up for, for success. Fuel, just like you, you think about it, when you're fueling your body with good food, you feel good. Feel, feel your mind with good things you're going to feel good as well right so that's one of the things um and then again just through this journey just being very aware um even coming here coming downtown toronto just i listen to a lot of podcasts but it's okay sometimes not to have earbuds in your ear and just actually pay attention to what's happening around you just go for a walk you know go for a walk whatever or if you're on the subway come going to a meeting and you just look around there's a lot of interesting things on that train um that you probably never notice and it, it just what, what it does is it just compounds the practice or the benefits of these practices because right. when you're doing that you're again you're training your mind so that then when you're in a crisis mode of some sort it's way easier to kind of pull out of that crisis and like slow down and actually see the place and that just becomes, um, or that just comes from the training. Just like if the day you're going to go run the marathon, if that's not where the work is done on the marathon, right? It's, it's, all before. It's, it's all before. So it's the same, same thing. And so for someone listening to this right now, you know, what would be, I ask this to, to all my guests, really, um, someone say in their early 20s, mid 20s, 30s, whatever, wants to yeah. start a venture, you know, as maybe an aspiring entrepreneur. What's that one piece of advice that you give someone right now to see that that's really helped you? Uh, again, it sounds cliche, but really figure out why you want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's, what's the purpose behind it? Because you hear this all the time and I was in this as well. I mean, I was listening to Gary and I still listen to Gary B and all these people. Right. And they say it all the time. Like this world of entrepreneurship is glorified. Right. It's, it's kind of like if you're an entrepreneur, you're a celebrity what what many don't realize and, and you hear this right i heard it too like, yeah yeah okay but i want to try it out it's hard like it's really hard right it's it's there's tears there's like the glass analogy is is legit right and, and i'm not saying not saying the reward won't come but you have to find the reward in the journey right like so that i think that would be my piece of advice that i've i've really found helpful is it's not, it's not the fact that we're sitting in the U.S. App Store right now that's the exciting part. I mean, it, it is, obviously. I mean, it is, yeah, but but so. it's the fact that they've recognized our work up until now to get us into that spot. In the yeah. like, that's what's exciting. And it's that journey of all the no's from reaching out to people being interviewed and, or like listening to a podcast. We're like, I want that guy or girl on our show or part of the app. Like, how can I get to them? Who, do, who who's in my network that knows them like we're figuring it out figuring out that like whole, puzzle. that yeah. whole thing like going to the lawyer tomorrow to like deal with employment contracts and stuff that doesn't sound glorious but like we've got to figure that stuff out right like so you have to find the fun in all this stuff or it's just gonna suck right so because the way I, I sum up entrepreneurship is it's just and this happens almost on a daily basis it's Massive high and then a massive low. So ride the high as long as you can and get out of the low as fast as you can. That's the way I try to treat it. I love that, man. Well, Mark, thanks again Thank for being on this podcast, man. And it's uh, it's definitely exciting, honestly, to hear uh, the progress and how, how quickly you guys have built up traction from Keo. So 
uh, for everyone watching, if you haven't checked it out, I'm going to show you one more time. It's K-Y-O, all right? It's really, really cool, super simple to use. Um, and you can have different kind of packages, or they call them packs or interviews that you can discover. Um, everybody from Adam Grant to uh, Monica Gold, like there are some really cool people on this app, uh, as well as Mark's podcast. So if you haven't downloaded it, download it now, check it out. Mark, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Cheers, guys.